0: The following podcast contains alcohol-enhanced conversations about alcohol, as well as the potential for the discussion about topics of dubious, disturbing, possibly offensive, but usually hilarious interest. The opinions stated herein are solely of the persons making them, and any endorsement of these opinions by any other party is not implied. Foul language is likely, but intolerant viewpoints are not. Listener intoxication is advised. Hello and welcome to episode 37 of the Whiskey Tangent Podcast. I'm Scott. I'm Ed. And tonight we're delving into a category of whiskey that we thought was new to us, but somewhat surprisingly, we've actually tasted on air several times in the past without really getting into what we were actually drinking. Just on the fringe of it. Yeah. And that's American single malt. Oh yeah. A somewhat undefined and relatively new segment of the U.S. whiskey industry. And joining us in our surprising, but not all that surprising, foray into the wild west of whiskeys, after a long hiatus, our very dear friend, Jeff. Hello. And of course, as is customary, Ed's going to get the ball rolling by telling us which five American single malts we'll be drinking, evaluating, enjoying, and perhaps mocking tonight.
1: Right. Thank you, Scott. So we are able to procure a couple of samples, and then we have a couple of full bottles too. So we're going to start out with the samples, a Westward American single malt coming in at 90 proof from the Westward Whiskey Distillery in Portland, Oregon. Coquigan single malt, 92 proof, Santa Fe Spirits, once again, from Portland, Oregon. And you'll notice that single malts really started in the western half of the country, Colorado Definitely. and Washington State and Oregon. And now to go completely against that, <laughs> a few has a single malt, Illinois-based Few Spirits right. from Everston, Illinois. So that's our three samples we're going to have. So they have just a little kiss, if you will, of them. But then we have a bottle of Stranahan single malt, mm-hmm. 94 proof from the uh, Stranahan Distillery in Denver, Colorado. And our friends at Barrel have come up with a American vatted malt Proofed at 117 and a half because <laughs> barrel craft spirits in Louisville, Kentucky, has never found a ceiling <laughs> to their proof. Like, I think maybe 130 is the I think that's right. the limit.
0: If they could do 160, yeah. they would.
1: I think they're coming out with a
0: 12 year Everclear blend. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 187. I mean, shit. I wouldn't put it past them. Jeff was uh, here for that barrel episode that we had. Uh, I was. Thought right. It was appropriate to bring him back for this one since yeah. we have barrel spirits. Welcome back, Jeff.
2: Thank you. Did we ever hear from barrel?
0: No, if you're
2: listening to this, please yes. respond and give us your comments. Yes, they were. If they're good or bad, yeah, we had yeah. a great episode for them. We loved their whiskey. They yeah.
0: they were lovely enough to send us those samples yeah. uh, via Jeff, and uh, no, we never really heard back.
1: <laughs> There's nothing not to like from that episode. We literally yeah. enjoyed everything. Oh,
0: we did. We we definitely did. So, um, I'm going to go into uh, just some information about what single malts. Are sure. I'm going to save the history for later when we do the other two expressions. We're going to do the first three. We're going to take a break and do the history, and then the second two. We'll rate them, and then we'll we'll finish out. Okay. So just to start out with, what malt whiskeys are in Scotland and Ireland legally, a malt whiskey is simply a whiskey that's made from 100% malted barley. Very simple. In the United States, legally, it must only be 51% malted barley. A single malt whiskey. The consensus in the world whiskey community is that single in single malt means that it was produced at a single distillery. Really? Yeah. In Scotland and Ireland, legally, a single malt whiskey must be made from 100% malted barley produced at a single distillery in pot stills, that's important, and aged in charred oak barrels for at least three years. There's a few others technically, but we'll get to the details in a future Scotch episode. Uh, In the United States, there's a consensus that it should follow those Scotch and Irish rules, but there are currently no laws that prevent a distillery in the United States from calling their product a single malt whiskey if what's being produced is at least 51% malted barley. So it doesn't have to be 100%. There's no rules. So the American single malt whiskey, again, while there's general agreement that the whiskey should be produced from 100% malted barley at a single distillery in the United States, there are again no laws about single malt. So if a distillery in the US releases a whiskey that was distilled in two locations and has a mash bill of 70% malted barley and 30% wheat, they could still on their label say... American single malt whiskey, which to whiskey purists is right. just a horror show. So
1: striving to define American single malt, in 2016, nine craft distillers formed the American single malt whiskey commission, and they have been striving to get a definition ironed out, right? which kind of falls in line with what Scott was saying that the rest of the world does. And what the commission proposed, they want 100% malted barley, distilled entirely at one distillery, mashed, distilled, and matured in the U.S., the an Oak cast with a volume no larger than 700 liters, distilled to no more than 80% ABV and would have to be bottled at at least 40% ABV or 80 proof. So the American Signal Ball Commission just wants some minimal standards to give them a little more credibility in the world market.
0: Correct. Like it's still under review by the TTB, which we mentioned in the uh, sourcing whiskey mentary episodes. Uh, Yes, exactly. They want a legal definition so that people can't just put American single malts on their bottles uh, just willy nilly.
1: Yes. So, do you want to taste and then do history or?
0: Yeah, let's just taste these three. Yeah. I, have, I have some information about all three of them. Closest one is the Westward American Single Malt. Yes, Uh
1: correct. From the Westward Whiskey. And anything about the Westward, Scott?
0: Yeah, so as I uh, said before, this is a 90 proof. The age is undisclosed. The price is between $65 and $75. Uh, the distiller is Westward Whiskey in Portland, Oregon. A quick history. This is from their website. Single Malt, reimagined. Mm. Born of the unique culture, climate, and abundant resources of the Northwest, this elevated American original demonstrates our craftsmanship and creativity. Our distinct, rich, and brazen American single malt, the pinnacle of whiskey, created from locally malted barley, brewed with ale yeast for exceptional flavor, and matured to perfection in new, lightly charred American oak barrels right here in Oregon, where our hot, dry summers and cool, wet winters are the ideal environment to raise a world-class
1: whiskey. Yeah, you got to raise your single malts right. Let's smell it wow sweet ooh. so
0: sweet and and ooh. god I'm sort of buttery almost this smells amazing i really like the yeah, smell this of is
1: it. one of the best smelling thing <laughs> of course my single malt smelling is limited right like three it's true
0: hours. it's true you know uh i was going to mention the single malts that we've done previously on the podcast that i said were surprising we had Trainwreck's Blue Comet Single Malt and a McCarthy's Potstill Single Malt in cocktails that honors made on right, episode- we
1: never tasted them straight 15,
0: though. right. We didn't taste those straight, but we did taste the Hill Rock Peated Single Malt at a tasting at the lounge that we talked about on episode 19. Yes. Uh, then we had the Corsair Triple Smoke. So, that was an American Single Malt, which we didn't really talk about. Again, that was episode right. 32. The Lost Lantern, number yep. one, that was an American Vatted Malt, which is a blend of six on the Sourcing Whisker Part 3. And other single malts that we just had, uh, not American ones, but Lagavulin a 8, Glen yep. 10, yep. Bushmills 10, Aberlour Abuna, Bren, the Amrit. Like, so single malts yeah. abound. We've done a plethora. Did, will, you guys, did you guys taste it?
1: Yeah, I will not yet. No, okay. I will say that I had the Blue Comet last night because um, oh, right. I was out doing research and they're uh... coming to get you, Ed.
0: Hey, we're recording here.
1: You do it all the time, and
2: like, where are they going? It's the whiskey police coming to determine why this smells like crap.
0: <laughs> oh, you don't like it? It's terrible. Wow. Oh, I really like the smell right,
1: of it. Let's all taste it. I'm getting
2: a chemical smell. And all right. The first thing I thought of was like a decaying, like hay or something like that. Okay.
0: I mean, okay. Okay. That that can happen in single malts. Wow. Ooh. That's so. good. It's good, but like what Jeff was getting on the smell is what I'm getting on the taste. It's very earthy mm-hmm. barnyard and hay, and mm, <laughs> Jeff bait, is not liking it. Or- no,
2: the taste is way better. Mm. Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm getting uh, like chocolate notes. On this.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I, I, I get that. Like dark chocolate notes, like a, like a drying cocoa maybe, I guess. Uh, like like uh, nuts?
1: Yeah. Like an almond or a walnut? Yeah, a walnut. not not like a
0: peanut. Not, not like not, a walnut. Yeah, not like a peanut butter kind of flavor. But yeah, this is nice. Um It's a little drying on the finish. It's very earthy, like soil. I'll, I'll, I'll narrow it down to walnut. Walnut, okay. That's what I said. Okay. Yeah, because it's the character that after you eat walnuts on your tongue, what is left.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn, my tongue itches. Ever that happened to you when you eat walnuts? Your tongue oh, itches. It- Itchy tongue.
1: Really? No. Maybe you're allergic.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you ever have your throat close up? <laughs> when, you, when you eat a walnut?
0: Anybody? Yeah. I yeah you got to gotta, you gotta stick a plunger yeah. down your throat and.
1: Then, <laughs> yeah, I get uh, tasty notes of death whenever I have walnut. <laughs>
2: yeah, growing up. Oh, here, dear, have some more
1: walnuts. <laughs> Did anybody ever see Jesus when they eat walnuts? Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about. I got some tasty notes for him here from, oh. whi- from Whiskey Jug.
0: Oh, okay, well, Whiskey Jug? I had Scotch noob. Go, go ahead. So let's hear what they say. yeah
1: They say there's a little mesquite smoke to it uh, on Sorry. the nose. Okay. Toffee, orange peels, and uh, a touch of earthy and generic sweetness. The palate, he says mm. uh, there's nothing bad about the uh Colkegan single malt.
0: Oh no, this is Westward.
1: Oh. Never mind. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> We're <When you're> doing <laughs> the Colkegan. Yeah, because that whole thing yeah. oh, Okay.
0: All right, so I have the
1: tasting notes from Scotch News. Hey, let's hear what they have to say okay. about the one we're actually drinking.
0: <laughs> um, on the nose, dripping with dense, nougaty, syrupy notes, hazelnut butter, dark roast coffee, amber tree sap, bubbling baked bananas, and coconut cream. So I think the coffee, what he was saying is what we were saying was like sort of cocoa or chocolate. I'm getting
2: the the ripe bananas again from our f- friend you? from Bren.
0: Bren, oh. Or- yeah. Our brand friend. On the palate, a moderate tongue burn is followed by wave, <laughs> wave after wave of baked bananas, heavy caramelized syrups, roasted nuts, and latte.
1: Oh, my God. I gave a girl with tongue burn one time. I was really moving. I had to tell you, I was
0: excited. Was it a moderate tongue burn? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because I'm not that big.
0: But. Right. Because medium, right, right, medium. Medium short.
1: Medium short. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I gave her quite the tongue burn there. I'll tell you. She was. She couldn't drink tea for a week. I'm telling you. Uh,
0: On the finish, medium with a little bitterness to balance out the heavy, dark sugars (laughs) like uh, black coffee with cream evolving into mixed nuts before fading sooner than you want, but keeping the complexity throughout. There we go. Um, the bitterness at the end. I totally get that. It has this like yeah. strange uh, astringency. It's not bad. There's nothing, there's nothing bad about it, but it's, wow, it's different. Like American single malts, of course, are going to be different because they're all malt, to barley. It's not what we're used to drinking. We're used to drinking corn and rye. So you get the sweet and spicy in this is just a different experience.
1: Yeah. I'm so salty that. I'm rather wrong tasting it, pretty mad. But I mean, I think we spent enough time on the first one. We got a lot to go through. I don't know how it's going to compare to the other ones. Right now, I give it like a 5.5 5 or a 6. it's yeah. like, all right, it's yeah. an average. Five. I give it a 5.
0: Sure. I won't record it officially yet, but yeah, yeah I see. I'm just saying, like, My yeah. goal
1: is like, yeah, I mean, it's not below a 5. It's not terrible. Yeah. If somebody gave me, if poured me one of these in a bar, I'd be like, oh, thanks, I'll drink it. Right. I wouldn't like, ah, throw it in their face <laughs> and slap them and storm out. I mean, I don't yeah, know. You know but maybe you would. Maybe I would. Wouldn't I? Yeah. You know, that's one of my dad's first jokes he told me. What? A guy with a wooden eye went to a dance, mm-hmm. and he saw this girl was who had some really big ears, and so they started hitting off, and they were, you know, talking. and He says, "Hey, hey, you know, would you like to dance?" And she goes, "Oh, wouldn't I?" And he went, "Big ears, big ears, big ears." <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't I?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I was like ten. I thought that was a funny ass joke. <laughs>
0: it's funny. That's a good one. <laughs>
1: Wouldn't I? <laughs> this is the fact that it immediately went big ears, big ears, big ears.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. The second spirit that we have is the Santa Fe Spirits Colkegan Single Malt. This was actually part of the Lost Lantern, uh, interestingly enough. Mm. The proof is 92. Uh, the age is undisclosed again. The price is a little cheaper than the other one. It's 55 to $65. This distiller is Santa Fe Spirits in Portland, Oregon. The quick history is. Like its Scottish single malt cousins, Santa Fe Spirits Colkegan is made entirely for malted barley. Distilled, aged, and finished in various oak casks to enhance the complex flavors inherent to true single malt whiskey. But while peated smoke malt is a key ingredient in many scotches, Colkegan's flavor comes from a different type of smoke malt used by no other distillery in the world. The result is a smooth, mellow, mysteriously balanced hint of smoky complexity unique to Santa Fe Spirits.
1: Well, it's definitely- It it smells weird. Yeah. I'm definitely getting a mesquite smell in the nose.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: More of a- Smoked meat. More of a
0: barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. Like rib. Yeah, definitely.
1: I've just tasted it. I just don't need the smoke in my life. It's good. It's complex. There's a lot of sweetness forward. I mean, right? It hits sweet, 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 and then- a puff of smoke on the end like the lingering smoke yeah it's oh, it's yeah. like a yeah.
0: it's like a sweet smoky baking eating this
1: with ribs might be spectacular mm-hmm. i mean but yeah by itself a yep. drink i just don't need smoke in my whiskey but I'm grown up enough to recognize this as being a pretty good whiskey and a nice blend of the smoke.
0: Yeah, you know, given that I was kind of surprised by the smoke, I didn't really know that this was going to be a smoky single malt. We didn't know what these single malts were before we got them. Ed just got these off of Flaviar as what bonuses? Yeah. Now that I know it's smoky, I actually kind of like it.
2: Um, it's like a roasted yeah. orange with smoky barbecue sauce that I dislike. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. This
1: is not a bad whiskey. It's well-made.
0: It's not. It's very spicy. Yeah. I got a lot of spicy notes. You were saying it was sweet, 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 and the smoke really hits you. I mean, yeah. the sweet is really good. The, yeah. That part of it's amazing. It's like a sweet smoked meat. Do you get in any citrus? I don't really. No. Really. No. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't really get citrus. Do you get some citrus on this? Yeah. Do you? On the nose, I get some citrus. Oh,
0: right. Because you were saying it's like a roasted orange. (laughs) Right,
1: right. So between the first and the second, I, of course, like the first one better.
0: Okay. So let's just, I'm just going to do the palate because the nose is not finished. We don't need to do that. So I have delicate notes of black pepper, Mm. cinnamon, vanilla, almond, light toffee, and a slightly underripe raspberry transition into a firmer mid-palate of grass, barbecue, damp pavement, and ash. That's pretty accurate. But again, I still kind of like it. Right. So going
1: into the few single malt, I'm a big fan of their bourbon and their rye. Mm-hmm. So I'm confident that they've done a decent job here. Let's give them a little bit of this. Yeah, then. I've
0: had a few of their expressions.
1: <laughs> it smells like Band-Aids. It smells like vinyl, Band-Aids, straw, hay, grass. Yep. yep. All that. And there's some sweetness underneath. Now they're saying I should smell butterscotch fudge, which I I don't even know what the fuck that means. And mushrooms. Oh wait, raw sugar and dusty grains. Oh yeah, I love good dust in my whiskey. Mm. Dusty grains. Dusty grains.
0: Dusty grains. Friendly neighborhood. Dusty grains. Dusty grains. (laughs) (laughs) Look out. Here comes your dusty grains.
1: Earthy aroma. I'm going back. I'm just getting back into it. A touch of sweetness. There is a touch of sweetness on the nose. Now, the taste. uh, Barley, hay, raw grain, citrus, and ambiguous sweetness. Ambiguous sweetness? Yeah. I'm afraid to taste it. They've got me so psyched out. (laughs) You should be, because I
0: have. It's not. Wow. It's not good.
1: It's not thin no it is 92 proof or so it's very Uh, complex yeah it's 93 proof it smells like sadness but i can't say it's bad whiskey it's not my cup of tea i can but (laughs) it is the complex concoction
0: Jeff, say
2: it. <laughs> it's terrible. I, again, there's so many better things than this that we've tried. Right. And it's a waste of time and money.
0: Yeah. So the sweetness, Ed, that you said that you were smelling. or you were... I, it's, it's on the palate a lot. Uh, yeah. The sweetness is there way in the back, but yeah. it, it comes out after the grassy barn yeah. yard cows and stuff are trampling all over your face. Yeah,
1: It says barley, alfalfa, hay, raw grains, warm, earthy undertones. I mean, we taste exactly what whiskey jug is talking to taste on this one and listen i mean do you really think there's not people who will love this whiskey? oh no i think there's people, people that will love this whiskey and that's why i said it's not a bad whiskey jeff it's a terrible whiskey for us <laughs> like if you brought this like hair hey, guys we'd be like you just took a dump on the kitchen table <laughs> <laughs> like you're not bribing me with this like hey man hey, take care of my uh no this is not the thing to give me
0: no, I, I get the raw grains, the citrus. I get, there's a little bit of citrus there. Yeah. Mushrooms is such a weird. Mushrooms don't even as, smell like anything. I mean, I guess it smells like earth. Like I guess dirt and earth and. Fungi. Yeah. Fungi. How do you fungi. Say? Is it fungi or fungi. He's a fun guy. Yeah. That's um, as good as my other joke that I made earlier. That better. Oh, no, it's better. It's it's better was better.
1: That was better. Better than few. Right, I've had a few you. of their products. And that's a terrible joke. I'm not laughing at that. You you don't expect me. You come on. You just I, you're better than that. I'm not going to give you a pity laugh for few. <sighs> I mean, you can say it. It's it's comical. It sits out there like by itself. But I don't like. Oh, 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 oh.
0: I'm not going to do that. I'm not. Well, see what's going to happen now is I'm going to take that where you <laughs> laugh like that, and I'm going to put it right after I said few. <laughs> oh, I had a few you, words. Like, oh, oh, oh. That's whole. You are. Oh, yeah. No, I'm the whole ass. Yeah.
1: No, you're a few. You're a few asses combined together. Oh, okay, thank a you. A few of them I did. That there. was a
0: terrible joke, and I can't say that you're better than that. <laughs>
1: Anyway, so I think what, <laughs> before we come back with four and five, which we're really excited about, I'm not going to lie. We really didn't care what these three did. These three were extra to the episode, and it gave us some depth of taste, and I'm glad we tasted them because we're going to come back with number four and five, the Stranahan Single Malt and the Barrel American Vatted Malt, which I'm very excited to taste because we've had such a great experience with Barrel, even though they don't get back to us anymore. But now, before we go on break... We have an announcement jacket time oh my, for Jeff. Jesus Christ. Jeff is getting his jacket.
0: On the left lapel, it says Jeff, five time host Ooh. Whiskey Tangent Podcast.
2: Wow, it's beautiful. And on the right lapel, it says Knight
1: <laughs> Who Says Neat. That's, that's,
2: that's awesome.
1: <laughs> Jeff likes all his whiskey neat, and he loves Monty Python, so...
2: You guys are awesome. There. There it is. Look at that. I feel like I should
1: have brought a pipe with
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> we should
1: all go outside and smoke pipe. Oh right my now. God, that would be great. So congratulations, Jeff. You've been with us five episodes now and many uh,
0: shorts as well. It's so great because uh, I've been friends with Jeff since what? Like I was in eighth grade. You were in sixth grade or ninth and seventh, something Long like time. that. And we played Dungeons and Dragons together when we were teenagers. <laughs> right. uh, we had the same girlfriend for a while. Uh, that'll come out sometime. Um, <laughs> not simultaneously. And the fact that we both really enjoy whiskey in our 50s and we're able to do this podcast together and we able to present you with a jacket is just a thrill
1: thank you so much this is wonderful it looks amazing on You're you You're welcome and so he is our fourth member of the five timers club that's right that's and, right uh, we couldn't be happier to have him as a part of it yeah congrats speech it's just
2: a delight to be here. And like Scott said, we've been friends for a long time. And I'm very happy, Ed, that we've connected much closer, other than just getting together to cry over the Eagles. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but
1: uh, And we
0: did that a lot. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah, I really would only see Jeff at football games. We yeah. Were, because we had mutual friends, but we weren't really friends. But I feel like that over the last two years, that's changed. So it's true. So really I appreciate that. It's true. While we uh, take pictures of Jeff and his jacket, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with Stranahan's All and right. uh, Barrel American Vetted Malt. All right, so we're back from all trying on Jeff's jacket, and uh <laughs> and we had a great time. Sue's here, and she's decided to join us for the second half of this episode. Yay! Yay. Sue uh, was here last, you heard her, at the Christmas cocktail episode, number... 35. And she was also on the Christmas Eve short that got ruined. Yeah,
0: garbled. So <laughs> we had to... Uh, num she, num, num.
1: Yeah. So there's like 25 minutes of gold, Sue time, that's been lost... <laughs>
3: That's at least what we're yeah.
1: saying. Lost <laughs> no. the history, so we're <laughs> yeah. going to get it back right now. It's the lost tapes. Right, we sent the master tapes off to the FBI lab in Quantico to see if they can restore it, but... Uh,
0: they weren't able to. They weren't able no, to. No. So, but Sue, so yeah. yeah,
1: she's joining us, and she's never had single malt whiskey. We're going to bring
0: her in on the Stranahan's. Yeah, I think she was smelling some of them earlier, yeah. and uh, she was probably of the same opinion that we were. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The, none of them are really our cup of tea. I'm looking optimistically at the am, and the
0: barrel barrels
1: never let me down. Yeah, I, I mean, am too. Except by not responding to us when we did a great episode for them. Well, that's true. And I'm a little bit salty about that, yeah. but I mean, we literally licked you up and down all of your <laughs> whole body. I mean, the anus, too, I think. Yeah, I mean, we even taint. like, well, yeah, tainted all over it. Everywhere. Feet, uh, yeah, it was everything. I, yeah, I taint kitten. We were right there. <laughs> um, so we got the uh, strand of hands, and uh, we all have some on our glass, including Sue. I have some on ice. I have some neat. And, uh, of course, we know that Jeff only has it neat. Sue that's, has
0: both. That's true. Um, but before we do it, I was going to do a little bit of like a short history about American single malts in general.
1: Go ahead, Scott. Tell us what we need to know.
0: One of the early pioneers of American single malt whiskeys was Steve McCarthy, Mm -hmm. who started Clear Creek Distillery in Portland, Oregon in the 1980s. And over the decade, McCarthy's Oregon single malt whiskey came onto the scene, breaking ground for the American single malt category that was followed up by St. George's Spirits in Alameda, California in 2000, Stranahan's, which we have right here, we were smelling it, in Denver, Colorado, and 2004, Balcony's in Waco, Texas in 2008. So considering those very recent dates, you might wonder, why it's taken so damn long for 100% malted barley whiskey to become a thing in the United States, especially given that Americans have been making whiskey in the general sense, mostly rye and bourbon, since the late 1700s, right. and that Scotland's been making single malt specifically for centuries, even before that. Well, if you hearken back to episode eight, which coincidentally was Jeff's first episode with us.
2: Dun, dun, dun. <laughs>
0: Where we talked about the Founding Fathers and their connection to whiskey, you may recall a man named James Anderson. A successful barley farmer in Scotland, Anderson spent years honing his craft, and in addition to supplying barley to some of the largest Scottish whiskey distilleries, he also owned his own distillery and mill. In the early 1790s, however, Anderson moved to the newly formed United States with his family and was recruited by George Washington to become farm manager at Mount Vernon, Virginia in 1796. James wasted a little time before approaching Washington with a plan to open the farm's own whiskey distillery, but there was a problem. Although the hardy rye grain was plentiful and easy to grow, barley struggled in the challenging terrain of the rocky soil at Mount Vernon. And so Anderson was forced to experiment with rye and corn instead, but still incorporating as much barley as he could obtain. In fact, researchers have discovered that Anderson's whiskey mash pill from 1799 was 60% rye, 35% corn, and 5% malted barley, which will be very familiar to any whiskey drinker today as most American whiskey mash pills read similarly and are likely to contain at least 5% barley. And that's because the malted barley is the one grain that contains high amounts of the crucial enzyme amylase, which is able to break down a grain sugars that are required for fermentation. And of course, without fermentation, there could be no sweet, sweet juice. No, I'm saying. Laid back. <laughs> so <laughs> coupled with barley's finicky growth requirements which in turn cause it to be scarce which in turn cause it to be expensive the tradition of using it as merely a fermentation accelerator in America held for centuries until the advent of modern technologies increased education about old world whiskey making traditions and a renewed willingness of American craft distillers to experiment with different grains so that the American whiskey industry is finally beginning to focus their attention once more on barley grains and all the delicious mm, or not so delicious malt (laughs) whiskey they produce
1: yeah he mentioned mccarthy's right which is yes. one of the originals and scott argued with me like we gotta have mccarthy's on it's one of the originals right and i said it's not good
0: <laughs>
1: and what i mean by that is it's very very smoky okay. it's a very traditional peated scotch type flavor right. and
0: we had five and right we didn't and need i'm like sixth. and i'm
1: like we can talk about it it deserves to be mentioned as scott just did it's one of the founding fathers of american single malts yeah but i'm not gonna buy a bottle of something i don't feel like drinking just because it's the most historic one. The Hands is close enough.
0: Yeah, so there's another reason, and it's a more recent reason why I think there's a growth in the American single malts is because uh, the Scotch Whiskey Association in uh, 2020 said that the exports had decreased to the U.S. by 32%, resulting in $1.5 billion drop in sales, the lowest in a decade because of two reasons, the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as the punishing 25% tariffs that the U.S. imposed on single malt scotch beginning in late 2019, both of which are now just being eased. But I think in the past year, year and a half, that's why we're kind of seeing a sort of surge of this category. The single malt. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the Stranahan's, let's talk about it on the nose. What are you getting? I'm getting... Uh, pineapple,
2: like the the peel of a pineapple. When you cut up a pineapple, oh, wow. that zest! Wow, that's really,
1: really wow. Sweet. That's really good. I really like that. Yeah. <laughs> I get fruit sweetness. I, okay, I, mean, I didn't think pineapple, but I mean, maybe. I mean, I definitely do smell <laughs> a sweet fruitiness Sue.
3: I was leaning more towards an orange, and then when he said pineapple, I'm like, that's what. It oh, is. okay, yeah, but. I, I get the
1: pineapple. Uh, Th- that's I, what I'm getting. I'm still in Whiskey Jug, and I get complex dark dessert n- notes. In the nose. <laughs> yes. Wow. Notes like toffee, caramel, brown sugar, brittle. And br- brittle, what, what, what the... F- how is... It, brittle's it, a smell? Peanut brittle. Yeah, does he mean peanut brittle? He doesn't say that. He says... Caramel, brown sugar, brittle, Is and butterscotch. That that must be what he means. Well, because, you can't do that. You can't just <laughs> say brittle. Well, there, I guess there's different nut brittles. I'm not accepting the that. The, I'm not accepting He's that. Not bri- accepting no, I'm not no. accepting it. Don't. No. no. Like what he says. Oh, I mean, better scotch. I'm just because they scotch, so.
0: I'm, I'm calling him right now. Uh,
1: Speed dial. Hello, Mr.
0: Jug. <laughs>
2: That's Mr. Judge. So he does say here
1: that there's sweet, malty, light, nondescript, fruity notes in tow, which was kind of falling in with the pineapple, I guess. Okay. So then there's a palate coming up. So let's give this. I can't wait to drink this. Mm. See, I think this is delicious.
0: It's uh, sweet and spicy. It's definitely the best of the, the four that we've yeah. had. This blows away the previous three.
1: I mean, this is really a drinkable whiskey. It's sweet and there's
0: malt. I mean, the malt's there. It's strong tasting. Yeah. The other ones kind of tasted a little weak to me, even though this is only 94 proof and the others were in the low 90s. This has a very strong flavor.
3: Wow. It's weird when you said sweet and spicy. Yeah. I got that instantaneously. Yeah. It wasn't like I first got the sweet Mm-mm. and then I got, you know, it you was really like get it together.
0: Yeah, yeah, you do. I'm going to taste some of the water real quick. Apparently, this is a blend of two, three, and five-year-old. Even though they call it a single malt, it's at the same distillery. They're allowed to blend their own barrels within yeah. that distillery. Um, of course, there's no legal rules, but Scotch does that all the time.
1: Mm. It says here that 100% malted barley, four different kinds are used in the mash mm. of different malts.
0: So. All different barleys. Okay. Yeah, barleys, right. Anybody cool.
3: getting like damp pavement? <laughs> that damp
0: <Yeah>. pavement? <laughs> no
1: i'm not getting no. damn payment on this no i'm getting drywall <laughs> yeah. with um a lowe's paint um basically emerging like satin, a, a satin. Yeah, yeah a satin, satin paint satin with, with a um yeah. i to say like like mid, dr- midnight blue like dry lock for yeah. your <laughs> basement
0: <laughs> I'm getting some joint compound and uh, some
1: nails. Stranahan, we're, we're, we're making fun of the reviewers, not you. Your whiskey is fine.
0: No, the, the whiskey's great. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. We're, it's the all-lows tasting complex. Right. So, <laughs> the joint compound, rusty nails, and uh, I don't know, uh, what, light bulbs. Yeah, what I'm kind top- of nails? You can't just say nails. Oh, uh, yeah. nickels. Okay. Nickel nails. I'm tasting a garage
1: sale sign and a new mailbox. <laughs> and a new mailbox. <laughs> Um, no, honestly, let's get some real tasty notes here. What are you tasting, Jeff?
2: I'm getting, when I roll it around on my tongue, mm. I'm getting like a maraschino cherry are you? On, okay. on the back, top of my tongue.
0: It has such a round character to it that the other ones were sort of lacking for me. Like the, the, this has a thick syrupy mouthfeel. Yes. Drink
1: this all night. Yeah. This is delicious to me. Yeah.
0: So on the Stranahan's website, on the palate, mm. they say, I think this is interesting. And I like the way they phrase the end of this. Cinnamon butter. Vanilla, chocolate, warm caramel, spiced pear flows over the tongue like table cream and melted brown sugar. Mm. Isn't that nice? They yeah, nailed it it at del- the end there. Yeah, delicious. That that's sort of the round, full flavor that I was sort of yeah. Tasting. You can't put it into
3: words, and they just did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
0: really it's it's really nice. The finish says a hint of cayenne, rich tobacco. Oak and aged leather. There's leather again. I don't really taste the leather, but I absolutely uh, smell well it. Well, I'm
3: going to go home it, and lick some leather because <laughs> How do you reference that? <laughs> you don't have to, stuff to you
1: don't have to go home for that. I got a 40 pound leather jacket right over there. Oh You'll, my God. It it'll it'll you take be, you all night to lick be, my jacket.
3: Will you be wearing it?
1: <laughs> That's all I'll be wearing. <laughs> for Sue, it'll be a weighted blanket. I'm, I'm like a weighted blanket. <laughs> I'm like a death blanket.
3: <laughs> It tastes like death and leather.
0: It's mm. mm. <laughs> Judas Priest. And wet <laughs> hell bent, hell bent for leather. So, <laughs> crickets.
1: No, no crickets. No, that, was oh, that was good. Oh, that was yeah, good. I'll think. Yeah, leave that. Right. Um,
3: I've been enjoying it with the uh, the Globe, mm-hmm. and it brings forward more of the sweet.
0: Oh, okay. And In comparison it, to drinking yes. it neat.
3: Yeah.
2: I really like it. I
0: really yeah.
1: Feel- yeah, right? Yeah. I'm glad you do, Jeff, because I was hoping you'd like it, because I do like this a lot. This is my favorite good, yeah. single malt, which is like saying my favorite course to jog on is
0: Cooper River Park. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> meaning it was one of the only ones. <laughs> that I don't have a lot of experience, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But I mean, Hey, like I said, we, we drank a lot of single malts uh, previous to yes. this. We drank three earlier tonight. Yeah, you drank yeah. the blue comet yeah. on your own. Last uh, night. So, I mean, you're just as experienced as, you know,
1: the average person, the average I th- person, I think the average whiskey drinker. Probably yeah. I'm right there. But yeah. if you're a single malt guy,
0: yeah, if you're a Scotch guy, you probably have and, already gravitated you know, to the American single malts.
1: And I got to tell you one thing that is human nature is to just shit on what's popular, right? Mm. I think Stranahan's because they're so popular. There's always someone like, oh yeah, well, my people like Stranahan's. I don't. These are the same guys who don't like plans either. Right.
0: plans. Oh, I'm not a fan. I don't get that mentality. Like if I had liked some niche thing and it became popular, I'd be like, yeah, everyone fucking agrees with me now. I'd be like, yeah, everyone right. have it. It was great. Unless they drank all of it and I couldn't get it again. Well, That'd then, be salty. That's where I'm at because
1: right? <laughs> I used to get Henry McKenna tenure for $39 and now it's $79 if I can find it. But that doesn't mean that I'm mad at Henry McKenna for being popular. Right. It's not Stranahan's fault that they put out a good whiskey and everyone likes it. no, um, and so I just think people love to be on the next thing, like they, they love to be yes. on the newest thing. Yes, I remember a guy played me Motley Crue on a cassette tape three years before they came out, mm-hmm. and when they came out, I'm like, holy shit, there's that band I heard. I heard this song two years ago.
0: Yeah, but then he stopped liking them right. because like, oh, you like them, right?
1: Oh, now everyone likes them. I'm on to yeah. you know,
0: I'm okay. on to Pantera, and then when people like them, it's like, oh, I like Sepultura now.
1: Wow, you have your heavy metal thesaurus out. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's <laughs> like, oh, and I don't like them now. I like Voivod. <laughs>
1: all right fuck it i I like (laughs) backstreet (laughs) boys
0: back streets back all right oh that was nice that was good thank you thank you sue for backup thank you um so i actually forgot to do the quick history i don't know if you want to hear it it's just a paragraph born of fire and friendship this is actually an interesting story so in 1998 so this is how early it is so this is pretty early
1: it's the year i got married (laughs)
0: oh oh, oh. Oh, and that went down in flames too that's right so they mine. I want to know what love is. Sorry. <laughs> I want you to show me. <laughs>
1: okay. It's the Whiskey and Tears right. show. Right, right. <laughs>
0: oh, that's right. The divorce <laughs> led me to whiskey. That's right. Yes. So there is a whiskey connection here. That's it. Um, in 1998, when volunteer firefighter Jess Graber responded to a neighbor's barn fire down the road. He never <laughs> imagined what would come of it. The barn Jess made an effort to save, which sounds like the barn burned down. Um, <laughs> Good job, Jess. Made, yeah. made Failure.
3: He made the effort. Yeah, he did. Failure. E for effort.
0: <clears throat> um, sounds like
2: one of those fire bugs that sets his own fire
0: <laughs> right, up. <laughs> right. I know. Oh, it burned down. Oh, that's a shame. But I jacked off to it. <laughs> Um, uh, the barn Jess made an effort to save belonged to Woody Creek, Colorado <laughs> local George Stranahan, a longtime brewery owner and whiskey connoisseur. The, <laughs> the two discovered a shared passion for the Colorado outdoors and, and a proper fire. and a proper pour of whiskey and fire and a burnt down barn <laughs> from this relationship. Stranahan's Colorado whiskey was born.
2: Mommy, why is that
0: fireman? <laughs> <laughs> what is that fireman doing? <laughs> why is that fireman playing with his fire hose? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I just set the
1: podcast on fire
0: and left yeah. and jacked off to it. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's harder. I light a match with one
2: hand, then I'm with the other hand. Like. So whose family is going to be suing us? <laughs> What's his name?
0: Uh, his name is Jess Graber, and his family will, I'm sure, will be sending a cease and desist letter any moment.
1: Right there goes our potential sponsorship with another distillery.
0: Holy crap! <laughs> I'm so sorry. I said that. And don't forget,
1: Colorado leads the country in mass shootings. So let's not provoke anybody. Well, out
0: we're here. all the way in New Jersey. We, we just won't go to Colorado. Oh, oh yeah.
1: okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like Colorado. I know. I do too. Well, I've yeah. never been there. Me neither. But it seems like it seems like a state that I want to go to. I like it from it afar. And now we can't, Scott. Thanks.
2: They're crossing the Iowa border right now, coming so east like, to oh Jersey.
0: Oh no! Oh
1: no! They're sending the Colorado vampires to get us. <laughs> Uh, if you're confused by what that reference is and listen to the short thing, w-
0: wait a couple of weeks, you'll hear that. Comes out. I don't I don't know when that's coming out. All right, so should we pour the barrel? Because I'm really excited for the barrel.
1: All right, let me let me gun the rest of this tranahance.
0: Um so a little bit of information about what we are drinking. It's very exciting. This is barrels, American Vatted Malt, if you listen to episode thirty-one. Jeff is here. We did a bunch of barrel expressions. This is their American Battle Malt. It is proof 117.5. It's a blend of six different distilleries, and I'll list them, whose youngest is two years. You can get it for about $80 to $90, about. What did you get it for, Ed? I think I got it for $79. $79. These are a blend of six from Balcones Distillery in Waco, Texas. Hamilton's Distillers Dell Back in Tucson, Arizona. MGP in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Harvest Distillery in Valeti, New York. Santa Fe Distillery in Santa Fe, New Mexico. We had a Santa Fe expression earlier. And Kings County Distillery in Brooklyn. This is from their website. We partnered with small and large producers across the country to select whiskeys that express the full diversity of American terroir and style. The resulting blend is remarkable, and we are proud to be the first to showcase the growing category of American single malt in this way lost lander might have something to say about that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we chose the name american vatted malt as an homage to the old scottish category of vatted malt which was once the preferred nomenclature to describe a blended whiskey made entirely from single malts today the scots refer to that style as blended malt but affection for the term vatted lives on
1: the price check it was actually 87
0: oh 87 that's right in the range that i had but if you can get it for 79 steal it.
1: It's yours. Right. Or if to steal it, just stick it on your pants. Oh, my God. Is that
0: a barrel vatted
1: American whiskey in your pants? Or are you just excited to be here? Both. Yeah. <laughs> right. If you have one, you're already excited.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all have some neat and some on a globe, except for yeah. Jeff, because he's the knight who says neat. He has a jacket to that effect.
1: Right. It's 100% malted barley mash bill. It's nice, nice oh, orange oh. copper color. That's mm. it. that's an interesting
3: Yeah, I can't smell
1: getting something. I just well, Sc- I'm getting
3: buzzed just smelling it. <laughs> Scott and I
1: love Infinity Bottles. Yeah. And so a mix of six different single malt American whiskeys is gonna attract us. Like we love that. We love blends, we love mixing shit yeah. together. And let's be honest, Barrel's a fucking magician, right? They blend better than anybody. Like they blend whiskeys and like bourbons and rye together. I'm getting like a sea spray or
0: like a sea lean quality to it. I mean, so I, I get say get salt. It. Yeah, it's
1: like a salt. I, I know what you're saying. I, I wouldn't go to the shore, but now you've taken me there. There's well, a sweetness, though.
0: Okay. I'm not saying that that's not So there. what
1: do you think the sweetness smells
0: like? Saltwater taffy. <laughs> well, I like that. I like that. That's such a great...
3: <laughs> it's salty. I, it's yeah, sweet. I,
0: it's at the shore. <laughs> that's yeah. a great... There's sea spray. I can't argue with that. Watch the tram car, <laughs> <laughs> Don't Don't say that. Ed had a um, traumatic experience on the Wildwood <laughs> Boardwalk when he was five.
1: Nothing (laughs) having to do with a tram car though. Uh,
0: no, not with no, the
1: tram car. one <clears> time <throat> my friend Mike, who's been on the podcast, yes. he just flicked a cigarette <laughs> off the boardwalk and the wind caught it, curved it around, and dropped it on the, la- on the lap of a tram car driver. <laughs> oh, no. And it started swerving all over the road, <laughs> screaming. like We were like 15, 16. I'm like, holy shit, dude. I, I can't believe you just did that. Like, what did I do? i like, my back was to them. There, it was like a perfect.
0: <laughs> oh boomerang. Oh, shit, that's yeah, voting. On
1: boomerang cigarette. So, okay, so um, are we going to taste it now? Well, Breaking bourbon says some licorice, some raisins, and baking spice. On the nose. They rest on a bed of malted barley. A hint of smoke is also present. The proof is hidden behind the rich scents, though a trace of ethanol peeks through interestingly and invitingly. Mm,
0: Something- invitingly.
1: Hey, I'm alcohol. Want to get drunk? <laughs> <laughs> I'm right over here. Come
0: through. Want to put me in your mouth?
1: <laughs> the palate. Let's taste it. Mmm. I got a
2: sweet apple, not like a cider, but a sweet Ooh. apple flavor. I
1: got that too. And yet I don't see it listed in my notes.
0: Yeah, apple. Absolutely. Oh my God. Absolutely. But that saltiness is still with me. Like, I, I don't really know how to describe it other than to say that it tastes salty. I mean, I see what you're saying with the salt.
3: Okay, I'll give it to you like a watered down salt.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, right. It's not like putting salt on your tongue. Right. Yeah. It's not it's, like you're killing a slug. <laughs> <laughs> this tastes like dead slugs. <laughs> so good.
1: I can't see why. Wet I, I can't see why Barrel hasn't gotten back to us. <laughs> your whiskey tastes like dead slugs. <laughs> This is a strange whiskey. Well, it's got six different whiskeys in it. I think that's a big part of it.
0: It is. Like, this is different than any of the whiskeys that we tasted tonight. I get butterscotch. Okay. Pats. I get... Did you put water on it?
1: No, that's, that's what I get neat. Okay. Oh, uh, I did put a water on it. Hold on. Mm. Let's see if I still taste butter. No, mm.
3: I have it on ice, and yes, butterscotch. But butterscotch
1: is big for me. That's my number one yeah, taste. Um, yeah, yeah. It says here tobacco leaves or chocolate could be present.
0: There is a little bit of smoke on the finish. I'm tasting
1: just a whiff, just a nice. And the notes say a smoky element further complements the flavor at the end.
0: Okay. On some water, I am getting more of the sweet that you guys were tasting. I was not tasting the sweet on the neat. Like just that saline quality was getting in the way of it. But now I Mm. taste it.
2: Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, Jeff should be the brand ambassador for brow because they've never seen a fucking whiskey that, that they want under 110. They and just, Jeff won't drink under 110. <laughs> right. So Jeff is like, he's a perfect fucking brand ambassador for them. They, they could go hand in hand, like skipping down the road because... Barrel Spirits, no. if you don't love us, who are you going to love? We love you. No, we love you. We're we like love practically you. stalking. like, Barrel <laughs> Spirits, look out your window right now. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the bushes six yeah. feet away like, hey, you have any whiskey? <laughs> I'm like stalking Barrel Spirits. Yeah, right. that's us uh, pouring through your garbage cans. <laughs> right.
0: <Yeah. We're> like <laughs> right. Raccoons. <laughs> right? Are you going to drink any of this? Are you drinking this? Right. They come outside where I'm like, oop. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So on the finish, it says here, since um, spice pops first in a long finish with raisins and anise lingering after the initial spike, by comparison, the finish is less complex than the palate, but still enjoyable overall. Well, I have to tell you, the Stranahan's was... The probably the best tasting pure whiskey by itself tonight. This is a blend of six other whiskeys. I've never had anything like this. And I, I think Barrel loves to hear me say that because they love to put shit together that made people go, what the hell am I drinking?
0: But that's why I think they can justify their higher price. They can charge between 80 and 90 because they are serving up a really strong, tasteful product every single time. Right. As we said on the episode, you might not like everything, but they right. have something that you will like. Mm-hmm. They're just amazing. I will agree with you that I like the Stranahan's better than this one. Let me ask Jeff. Jeff, what do you think about this? I've yeah. talked a lot.
2: I mean, I, I loved it. I, I'm sure I'll buy it, take a picture of it.
1: Really?
0: Did you like it better than the Stranahan's? Yes.
2: Especially the cherry flavor to it that
0: oh, one, you, I'm, I'm getting. You're getting a cherry flavor now. Yeah. Oh, well, well, now I have to go back to it.
3: I got the strong, the anise. The oh, the anise?
0: anise? The, like the black licorice kind of flavor? The
3: black licorice, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: And it's funny. Like I didn't do, get do, it at first do until you, you like said the, it. Do you like then... the
0: taste of anise on your lips? Wow.
3: I love what I bring to this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. You bring inappropriateness, yes. but not from you.
3: Pretty much, yes. Basically, I just
0: from Ed. <laughs> put
3: up the balloon and you guys just, you know. Pop it. Pop it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pulverize it.
0: <laughs> so, anyway, what I was going to ask Sue, because you only tasted two of these, we're going to rate them, me, Jeff, and Ed. Yeah. But which one did you like better, the Stranahans or the one mm-hmm. we just tasted, the barrel? The Stranahans. The Stranahans, yeah. 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 So I, I think we're I, all in at Jeff. I think <laughs> it's a pure. It is. I, I think the Stranahan's hands is what an American single malt should taste like. What it seems like well, to me.
1: Barrel, that's why they call it a vatted American malt. Like, yeah. Like they know what they did.
0: They aimed for this taste. Yes. Like they literally blended these together to get the taste that's in this. Yeah, yes. Yeah.
1: I love that. They tell us where they got it,
0: which law signer did too. Yeah, they did. And that's the transparency. In All the right. uh, industry that we're seeing now more and more that we talked about on our sourcing documentaries.
2: Yeah. Well, when we go west to Kentucky, when I, when this COVID ends, yeah, I say we stake out their distillery yeah. first, and we're going to record an episode of Bullet
0: because they invited us to do it. Uh, we, we did. Uh, I don't know if they remember that, but yeah. we're going to remind them. <laughs> we're going to show up with equipment and say, "Yo, man, where do we set up?" <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's rate the whiskeys and finish up. This has been this has been a very long recording. We're at an hour and uh, 23 minutes. Oh, we're fine. It's going to be like, it'll be 40 minutes. Whatever. It'll be 12 minutes long. It'll be short, actually. <laughs> Three like, minutes. Whiskey, 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 whiskey. Jacket, Sue, whiskey, whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's going to be my <laughs> write-up. <laughs> okay. All right, so the first one we tasted, the Westward American Single Malt. Ed, what did you give it? Seven. I'm going to give that a seven. Six, You're Jeff. What I gave you it a five. Wrong, five. All right, the Cole Keegan, Ed. I'm going to give that a five. You're going to give that a five. I will also give that a five. Jeff, three, three. Ooh. The few, the third one we drank, Ed, six. Yeah, I didn't really like it that much. I'm going to give it a three. Jeff, two, two. Okay, the Stranahan's, Ed. Nine. Nine. I'm also giving it a nine. Jeff? Seven. Seven. And the barrel. Ed? I'm going to give that a nine. Oh, I'm going to give it an eight. And Jeff? Seven. Also a seven. Um, so, the winner is... hands. And Stranahan's, then Barrel, then Westward, then Cole Keegan, and the few came in last.
1: Which I think everyone's okay
0: with. Uh, Yeah, I mean, so that's it. Anybody else have anything to add on this American single malt whiskey evening? Sue? Ah, no. (laughs) Good choice. (laughs)
1: I would like to say that I'm very pleased to have Sue with us tonight. We it's had always enjoyable four months, and I can't believe four months have gone by. Oh. And thanks so much for being here.
3: Oh, thank you. It's always good to
1: be here. And Jeff, congratulations on your jacket. Yes, you've been a tremendous supporter of our podcast and great friends to Scott and I. Yes, and the thing is, when time goes by that Jeff isn't here, I think that it, it hurts the podcast because Jeff adds stuff that only Jeff adds. He's That's a unique very nice. person.
3: It's very vague.
1: <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is vague. It's safe my shade
3: jeff yeah. adds only what jeff can add.
0: <laughs> And Jeff's like that's very nice and she was like no that's fucking bullshit yeah now that i'm thinking about
2: it thanks a lot
1: i think jeff is very jeff like i find and um full of full of jeffness And <laughs> so jeffy it's great because when jeff's not here we have no jeffness at all and
2: now that's with true. jeff <laughs> and now with
0: jeff there's um, so much jeffness
1: right
2: Well, it's a pleasure being on the podcast. I haven't been here in a while. I miss it when I'm not on it. Yes, it's just a testament to your—I can't think of the
0: word—scottness,
3: your
2: scottness and edness, skedness,
0: our skedness.
1: (laughs) It sounds gross, actually. (laughs) Like I got skedness on my leg. I
2: I, I gotta get—I gotta get like a cream or something. This is a wonderful night. I gotta fucking kick-ass jacket. Yeah. I'm getting complimented left and right. Yeah.
1: We're going to send you home with some of that barrel and some uh, in a bottle so you can have some. Wonderful. So for the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, Mm. if you've never tried an American single malt, I suggest hands first. Yes. But if you like high proof, then the barrel vatted American malt won't hurt you. And hit Lost Lantern's website. Oh, yeah. They do great stuff, too. And if you're in New Jersey, Blue Comet by Trainwreck is, is great, too. Sure. So for the Whiskey Tangent Podcast... I'm Ed. I'm Scott. I'm Jeff.
0: And I'm Sue.
1: And thanks so much for listening. Couldn't be happier to have you with us.
0: Cheers, everyone.
1: If you enjoyed this podcast episode be sure to check out our next episode which is way better than this one
0: oh yeah
1: also follow and like our facebook page at facebook.com slash whiskey tangent and follow us on twitter at whiskey tangent you can follow me personally at that whiskey guy and follow scott at giant cup of awesome spelled a-w-s-u-m just to be annoying hey You can email us any questions, comments, or love at whiskeytangent at gmail.com. And of course, you can find us always at our podcast website, whiskeytangent.podbean.com.